previously on several episodes ago. Hey guys, it is me, and I am here to tell you about my voting experience that I had on Saturday, October 17th, 2020. Um... As you may have already heard, that this year was just jam-packed full of crazy, unexpected, unpleasant things, including having to deal with a lunatic for a so-called president. Um, Just a lot of shittiness, but a voting experience on top of everything you guys already know. Uh... Let's just say there that line was extremely wow. First things first, the weather was nice. It was sunny at least. So that was one thing that was encouraging about this experience was that the the sun was out in Boston. It was a nice, brisk, cool temperature. It was like a good 50 or 45 degrees outside. And the sun was out and it had just finished raining earlier that morning like around 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock and I was out the door by like 11 or 10.30 ish. Early voting started at 11 a.m. at the local um, school for the deaf nearby. Um, I was there and by the time I arrived the line had already stretched down the block, turned the corner and wrapped around another portion of the corner and then did a swirl in the parking lot. Um, I wish there was like a helicopter view of it to actually like do a line drawing of how the line was curling around and swerving. It was really, really interesting. Uh, People were socially distanced and that's that's the best part about it was the social distanced part. I had a friend nearby who offered um, some alternative techniques to voting especially as someone who's blind or visually impaired or just anybody with any kind of disability. But my perspective specifically is for someone who is dual sensory impaired like myself. Voting in these crazy times, lots of people spaced out to the max, the wind was blowing and had to wear a mask, which, you know, everybody needed to do nowadays. Um... This pandemic, I'll tell you right now, like this whole quarantine pandemic stuff really messed with me because by the time as I was walking, I had like spaghetti legs. That was like the first time in a long time I had walked that far. Because I have to be careful about how I cross streets, what could be 30 minutes turned into a 45 minute walk or what could be a 20 minute walk could turn into a 40 minute walk because the additional time required to make sure you're crossing streets cautiously and you're using your white cane safely the way you were taught as a teacher like as a student at the time uh, making sure you're safe and you're crossing covering your body properly and everything so that because anytime you notice that you're not using your white cane properly Um, It buckles on you, like it gets caught in a crack or something, or it backfires and stabs you in the belly. 
that means you need to straighten up your cane skill like your cane holding technique either use pencil grip or open palm Um, for the majority of my time standing in line I was in pencil grip mode which is basically you know using your cane and still covering your left and right side with a pencil grip technique if you don't know about these cane handling techniques you can look it up on YouTube um, how to use a white cane with a pencil grip and open palm grip so all of those techniques plus social distancing were all like used like put into practice you know the application of knowledge whatever you went to go learn at a school for the blind and things like that will actually naturally come into use without really thinking much but you know that was my experience especially being hard of hearing um you can't read lips because faces are covered with masks and with extremely limited vision you had to be close in order to do that like nah i'm good uh nah so what you did was you did direct um now my friend actually knew sign language and, and so do i and we both took sign language from the same teacher at Perkins um, at different periods of time in our lives. Um, I guess he did it at a much earlier time than I did, but I did mine at least a good, yeah, a couple of years ago, many years ago, actually. And so all, everything, every mechanism for keeping safe and social distancing was put into place. Um, so the big thing that caught me was how the machine for voting did not work properly. Um, using an automark machine, the automark machine is for people who are like visually impaired and blind that allows you to vote independently. Now, mind you, we've been calling around to make sure in advance. I think we've been calling since like July or August to see that these machines were working properly and we were told that they were. Um, I guess the folks, actually I'm certain that the folks who said that the machines were working properly did not actually test it. They probably just turned it on and then, oh great, it works. And then turn it back off and considered it as working fine. What we meant by that was for it to actually function properly. So, in my experience, my auto mic machine did not work properly. There was no audio that allowed me to hear and interact with my ballot. So improvising with that was having the questions for the ballot relayed to me via sign language because the font was just ridiculously small and I couldn't see it. So my accommodations were completely smushed by people not knowing how to properly operate a machine designed to assist people who are blind or visually impaired to vote independently. So independently, this was done in the most, it was not very fun. It was a hairy experience, as I would call it. Um, You get there, you think everything is going to be okay, and then you find out halfway through that it stops talking to you that was messed up that was really really messed up so when the time comes 
We're going to make sure that we train these people, like actually make them synthesize visual impairments and utilizing the machines to make sure it really actually does work and not just power on and off and then call it fine. So what happened was the questions for the ballot was basically relayed to me via sign language. And that's how I got through. And if it weren't for my friend that helped me out, I would have had a very difficult time. That would have ultimately inconvenienced me from having my own independent experience that I really, really looked forward to having 1000% of is an independent voting experience as someone with a visual impairment and so forth. Um, So me standing there at this machine trying to figure out what's going on, pressing the volume up and nothing happening and calling one of these people. uh, So much, it was just unnecessary. All of that was totally avoidable. All they had to do was really get people who knew how to use the machines properly, first of all. So that was a major disappointment. In fact, now that I think about it, it's even more disappointing than what I originally thought of earlier that day. Because they had all this time to make sure it was working fine. And then we asked them about it multiple times. So none of them would actually think to go, hmm, they called us at least 15 times or so to make sure it works fine. Let's go actually test it out on a on a demo ballot or something. Let's see if it actually does what it needs to do. Not a single one of them thought to do that. And they just powered it on, powered it off. Fine, it works. And that was it. Um, and the other part that I really did not like was when I went to go sign off on the envelope to drop it in the box after voting, was the whole hand guiding situation, especially amid a coronavirus. dude. Now, that's one of the things they have to learn how not to do is don't assume that somebody needs you to touch their hand, especially at these times or ever at all, is the hand guiding. Um, You may actually intend well, but no, right now is not the time for that. And that doesn't mean that because someone is disabled that you don't have to respect their boundaries about when you can intervene physically or not. Um, Because it's just like everyone else. You have to ask and announce yourself before you put your hands on anyone. So after their hand touched mine, I went and sanitized it almost instantaneously. And especially after having touched the pin that two of them had their hands on, and then my hand, sanitize it immediately, um, dropping it in the the box, they were just all too involved all together like no I needed my distance and I quickly went outside and I just let the air blow on me because yeah I don't know what people have I don't know where they've been and who they've been in contact with no going to go exercise my right to vote should not end in not having all, you know, having all the necessary physical space and then having a machine that looks like it works fine, not actually work. This is going to be written down in a blog and I'm going to share this with people 
uh, in a very detailed experience about how it is really important to make sure that you have your machines working perfectly fine. Just because you powered it on and off doesn't mean it's considered working. You actually have to make sure it does what it's supposed to do. This is the second time. The last time I went to go vote, it was the same thing that happened. The machine just suddenly stopped working on me halfway through my ballot experience. And I did not have my friend there to help me out with it. So I had to use one of their folks over there to assist with voting. And that pissed me off badly. I wrote about it. I called the people and I reported that issue. And of course, eh, who cares, right? It's a disabled person voting. Theirs don't matter, right? I'm pretty sure they made no intention to fix it. So before this happens again, we're going to actually find a way to actually have these people standing there and synthesizing what it is to be visually impaired and how it feels to have something not work properly when you've wasted your time walking a long distance and waiting in a line just for this to happen to you in your face. Let's see if they like how that feels or if they'll even understand just how aggravating that is. And it's only one machine that they could have checked on. It's not like you had to check out 15 machines in one spot, dude, really. You could have easily checked to make sure it was working properly, put a test ballot through it. It was really not that hard and make sure the audio works in it. So, yeah, come January, that's what's going to happen. They're going to have that experience and I'm going to tell them about what happened on that day, that morning, and what location I was at to make sure that they understand the importance of making sure their equipment works properly. Uh, Afterwards, um, sanitize my hands at least five or six times while I was there. Because, yeah, it was crazy. I couldn't even take my jacket off without having an extra hand on my jacket sleeves. I get it, they were trying to help, but come on. Social distancing still applies to people with disabilities. It's not like because we're disabled that there's some sort of like protection ring against us that says you can just be all in our space like that. No, that was a total absolute no. So with that being said, in addition to that, there is still a whole lot more awareness training that needs to happen and this is why this is part of why that bill that I wrote in 2017 was created things like this is the reason why that bill exists and it's currently in study still and I told them to kind of pause on it until we get a better president a a president that respects people with disabilities I don't want to waste all these years fighting over this and actually going to court hearings at the state house just for someone who makes fun of people with disabilities to tell me that my bill is not worthy of being recognized, which it is. I wanted it to go federal. So 
And this is all the more reason why that exists. So therefore, this is my experience with voting during 2020 with coronavirus and all this craziness. Yep. Somehow, there's like a ring of you don't have to follow social distancing rules just because the person is disabled. The rules still apply despite whatever is going on. And especially with the hand guiding thing, that's really annoying. That's like one of the biggest pet peeves of a blind or visually impaired person is you assuming that we don't know what to do just because you saw us do something differently. Yeah. Watch first, then ask before you just assume it and put your hands on their hand like that. That's just not cool. Anyways, share your thoughts, especially if you have an interesting experience about voting early. That is, almost forgot to mention, it was an early voting, if I haven't mentioned it already. Now, Today. our lives matter. Understood. If you don't vote, if you don't and vote, the and the results that, that you don't and the get, results that we don't get, I mean, it's gonna be a hell of a 2021. And I don't want that shit. Casper doesn't want that shit. Ne- or another, doesn't want that shit. Another four mm-hmm. years. No. Another four years no. of bullshit. You don't need. Oh, billions of deaths. So. And don't complain about the stuff that happens that you don't like because you didn't have your ass over there voting. So and don't say don't, shit. Y'all don't have to be lazy either. <laughs> I mean, because instead of just like, like there's different ways to vote. If you don't want to go out and vote because of the pandemic, I understand. You can do that shit on Facebook. I get notifications almost every day saying more. Register to vote. Share why voting is important to you or either register to vote. And you can vote on Facebook. You can have a personal ballot. If you want a personal voting ballot or um, a personal voting device, go to your local voting area via social security office. Yeah. Um, via DMV. Mm-hmm. Uh, via, via NFV. Um, the NFV via list. Um, just there are there are different ways online you guys need to vote and I'm telling you this now I don't want another four years with Trump and what makes it worse is at all I am friends with a person on my Facebook who is a Trump supporter and if they watching this I don't yeah. care it's the truth I'm saying what I'm saying because you know like John L said, opinions are like assholes, and we all have them. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> for real, and Trump ain't nothing the shit out of an asshole. No, and you know something else? I think that you know the reason why 2020 was just so full of shit. You remember that standing broom challenge yes, that people yes. were doing in 2019? That's the reason they summoned that shit. They summon that the crazy shit that happened. And people that are digging up holes and finding mummies wrapped around, there's a reason why they're covered by rocks and all types of shit. Because obviously you just went to go and find new diseases that they don't even know exist or have a cure for. 
I mean, not saying that's how the pandemic happened. I'm just saying that they just yeah, suck so crazy. much shit. Um, Excuse me, Casper. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. But my sister was saying that there's a movie called The Fog. And in The Fog, there's um something that they think is a virus that's killing people. Come to find out it was a creature. Uh-huh. Like, it was creatures from the government that had escaped from experiments that the government was doing. And that's what the coronavirus is, basically. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly what the COVID is. It's it was mm-hmm. something that came out of a lab yeah. somewhere, and yeah. they let it free. So think about it. You know, your grandparents. Don't you want to have a couple mm-hmm. of more Christmases with them? You know, people with pre-existing um, conditions. Don't you want to see them? You know, like graduate high school or like college or doing something you know that you want to see them doing because if you don't then you won't get to have your grandparents no more because Trump is Yeah. Oh, 
Like it's not a fucking year. I fuck all night. Get it out of my mind. 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 Get it. And I see up in the building. Get it out of my mind. Get it. Bitch, you made me so good. Get it out of my mind. Get it. Diamonds on my motherfucking necklace. Necklace. I'm a motherfucking diamond in the rough, nigga. Diamond in the rough, nigga. Yeah, bitch, I get it up, nigga. Yeah, bitch, I get it up. Yeah, see a bitch, If you are interested in sharing a story or any feedback or whatever on whatever you just heard, um, either recently or like uh, hundreds of episodes ago, you can send me an email to casu305 at outlook.com. And I'll say it again, casu305 at outlook.com okay i feel it i feel it is this song an original or you just chose to hit the option and not get paid off this episode this is original it's not this knocks i like it hello casper this is nyla from greener thoughts here on anchor I'm sending you this message because I'm having my special giveaway. It's the first Green of Thoughts anniversary celebration prize giveaway. It's been running all November long and actually ends just before midnight on the 28th. I would love for you to, of course, participate. So for details, you can listen to any November 2019 episode. You can email or leave a voice message to enter. Thank you, and I hope you enter. Take care. Dope. It's just dope. Keep up the good work. I'm paying attention. I'm watching. Hi. Hi, Casper. Hi. I have to introduce myself to you, which I'm so happy to do. I'm Jay Siobhan. I just found you in an interview with Coupon Queen Pen, and I have to say I loved you guys' interview. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the segment about being unapologetically you, and that should be a book <laughs> that you should write or a topic of your next podcast about being unapologetically you, okay? And why apologize for being you when you're, when you, yourself is so inspiring so extraordinary you have an extraordinary life and you're striving and it's such a blessing and I just would love to work with you one day you know which would be up to you but I would love to work with you one day I love your spirit so I'm wishing you love showing you love blessings and much more success okay and you have another listener I'm here and I'm happy to be with all of them (laughs) 